Hello and welcome to Entrepreneur's Journey. My name is Yaro Starek. Uh, you can find the blog associated with these podcasts at www.entrepreneurs-journey.com. Today we're trying something uh, new, new, exciting and innovative. We're doing an interview. I'm using Skype and Hot Recorder to record this interview. And my interviewee is William Swain from Marketing Results, who you probably heard me mention in a previous podcast, and uh, p possibly also in a few blog posts here and there. Uh, Will also operates out of uh, Brisbane, Australia, and um, he has an office downtown. So uh, I'd like to welcome Will today. Hi, Will. How are you? Good, thanks, Yara. Um, I've talked previously about you uh, regarding your, your elevator speech, how you... Uh, introduce yourself to people when you first meet, so I thought sure. here's a good chance for you to demonstrate to us exactly, Will, what do you do? <laughs> Thanks, Yaro. <laughs> um, well, we're basically marketing consultants um, who help service businesses and professionals generate qualified sales leads using autopilot marketing systems. Uh, it's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah, it sounds well practiced now, though. Yeah. <laughs> so explain more detail. Your marketing results is a web-based business, right? That's correct to some extent. Um, it was certainly online. We generate most of our business online, and we uh, provide solutions to clients uh, that normally involve the web. So, yeah, we could say we're web-based. Right. So in that case, do most of your clients find you via the web, or...? or other means? Yes, I would say that at this stage uh, probably we have two main sources of business. One is uh, the web and the other one is uh, referrals from existing clients. Right. Which is quite common. So how exactly did you, you know, come up with the idea for this business and, and what, where was the need? Okay. Um, well, I've been involved in direct marketing for about six or seven years now, and I found myself in Brisbane uh, probably two and a half, three years ago, uh, working on a, a project for a specific client that involved uh, liaising between two companies. Um, eventually, that contract expired, and I needed something else to go on to, so I was looking for something in the marketing arena, and basically hit upon you know, marketing consulting for SMEs. Um, since that time, we've specialised more and um, developed a um, specific solution for mainly service providers and professionals that want to generate qualified sales leads to grow their business. Right. It sounds a little bit uh, confusing. I know I have even problem. Like, okay, an SME is a small business. Yes. And when you say qualified sales leads, sort of explain what the process is of that, because most people, they think about marketing, they put a, you know, an ad in the newspaper, you know, stick a few flyers out there, um, submit their website to search engines. What do you do that's different from, from that? Okay. Basically, most uh, businesses have a real problem generating you know, significant volumes of sales leads or new customers um, using their existing marketing methods. Yes, they, you know, they might put ads in the paper. Yes, they have a uh, referral uh, network perhaps from existing clients. But those tactics tend to be fairly scattershot um, and they, f they tend to be fairly limited. Uh, for example, if you have 100 clients, 
there's only a, depending on the business you're in, there's only a certain amount of business that they can refer in a given period of time. So, especially in the services industry or professionals, let's say um, you know an accountant or a lawyer, um, the value of each client is significant, mm -hmm. um, and it only takes a few clients to basically. Have a, have a successful business, basically. That, that's correct. That's correct. And, um, however, uh, the sales process can be very long. Um, it can be involved. There's a lot of trust building to do. Um, they don't really know how to prospect eff uh, effectively and convert, um, you know, people who need their services into clients. That's the service that we provide. We have a very uh, effective system for attracting. Uh, prospects, people who might be interested in your products or services, um, and then uh, converting them, building trust, explaining what you do and how you're different, and then basically generating inquiries. Now, that is a, that is a qualified sales lead, okay. someone who knows what you do, they, knows, they know how you can help, and they're basically ready to buy or to right. become your client. Okay. So I think that's uh, a fairly good sales pitch for what you do as a, your business. Sure. Now we'll probably go on to a bit more... Um, you as an entrepreneur and, and uh, you know what, what, what exactly do you find you, you, in terms of you know, satisfaction from running your business you've ob obviously foregone doing the 9 to 5 thing like, like most people will um, yep. like how did you reach the decision that you wanted to run your own business like what were the factors involved I guess a number of things um, I've been involved in a few businesses as an employee um, and you know, one in particular was a very dynamic, fast-growing company. And just the process of building a business uh, fascinated me. Um, to some extent, I wanted to make my own rules and wanted to you know, enjoy the challenge of basically uh, going out there on my own and, and doing it. Right. Has it ever been scary, though, like in terms of financials? Have you had to sort of struggle to find money when you first started your business? Um, how did you even you know, get the balls to do the leap from, from working to working for yourself? Um, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, the, the, the startup of a business, I think, is um, it's always difficult, not always, but often difficult, because it probably takes a year to even sort out your business model. You can start with one idea, but a year later you realize that, you know, that wasn't, it's not how things are going to go and you're doing something different. Right. Um, so during that time, it, it can sometimes be hard to monetize you know, what you're doing and, and generate the cash. Uh, another issue is that in our business, it's consulting. It's very um, it's reputation-driven. It's contact-driven. Uh, it's referral-driven. And the sales cycle is also fairly long. So if you, you, know, you might talk to someone today, but... You know, not do any business with them for three months or six months. Right. Um, so all those factors add up to some nerve-wracking uh, financial <laughs> pressure. Yeah. And basically, when I started, I had an existing contract um, which paid probably at that time probably paid uh, probably two-thirds of our expenses. Right. About three months into the into the process uh, that contract finished and we were left in the dubious position of having to generate cash immediately to fund the existing you know, the continuing health or existence of the business mm -hmm. 
Um, so what did you do? <laughs> it's a very scary moment when suddenly you've got no cash flow and you, you've got salaries to pay and rent to pay and so forth. Yeah, I think... Um, you just worked harder? Yeah, to, to answer that question, um, I think I could get to where we are now in about six months. If I started the business from scratch, I could get to where we are now in about six months, right. knowing just what I know, knowing what I know now. You had, right. Yeah. However, um, at the time, it was basically just refining our business model and basically getting some serious lead generation going. <laughs> um, learn and and Which the system that we've used to grow our well, the system that we've used to grow our business is the same system that we use to grow our clients' businesses because it works. Um, so it's learned by experience, basically then. Yeah, it, it's basically taking a set of, you know, taking your background knowledge and your experiences and applying it to a given situation to actually, you know, produce the results right now mm-hmm. rather than, um, yeah, so, so that, that process takes time, basically. <laughs> you can hear a kettle boiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tea time. <laughs> okay, I wish. so... Um, Given that you're obviously in a bit more stable situation now, would you say uh, the hardest thing was was to maybe determine what works for you, or like where where did you hit the biggest walls? Because I know you and I had plenty of conversations. Will and I have known each other for almost from the point he started his business in Brisbane, which I was trying to figure out recently. Is that two years now, or it doesn't feel like two years, but it might even be two years now. And yeah, it's about two years. Uh, yeah, and we we met for many lunches. I mean, I've, I've run an English school in between that time and then I've stopped running English school. Uh, Will's been growing into a larger office um, every sort of six months or so and it's all been quite good in that aspect. But many of the conversations we've had is, have been um, what a business coach style relationship where we sort of had to help each other deal with certain struggles and more often than not, um, we face similar struggles in terms of wondering whether we're doing the right thing, whether our business is focused on the right thing, and you know, you, we go through these ups and down periods. So, I guess what I'm I'm trying to ask you is, um, what what did you think is probably the hardest hurdle you've faced so far, and how did you ever co- overcome that? Or have we already answered that question, basically? Um, a, c- a couple of things, I suppose. The first one is generating, uh, coming back again. Yeah. You know, when you're a new business, what do you need? Customers finding customers and I think the key to that is generating qualified leads. It's part of the reason why we got into this this area because there's such a need for it. Um, Example, you don't want want potential customers ringing you up all the time asking you how much your services are and then hanging up and calling you know two or three other providers in the yellow pages. Mm -hmm. You want customers who who sort of know what you do and basically are prepared to pay premium prices or what you deserve basically to get um, a solution. So basically your so-called sales meetings become more like um, consultative discussions uh, where you advise clients on the the best way to achieve the results they want. So that's one thing, um, lead generation and positioning. So it's, it's, I was going to say, it's almost ironic, though, that you've had to learn what your service is to be able to provide it, in a sense. Sure, sure. Um, one of the, I suppose, lessons that I've learned in my own business and also advise clients 
um, to do is you must specialise, you must be focused. The last thing you want to be is a generic provider. Um, it's very easy to fall into the trap of saying, um, you know, for example, say you're, say you're an IT um, service provider and your core business is setting up systems and, and uh, networks in an office. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like that will go, oh, you know, we don't have many clients. Um, I know. Let, let's, uh, let's do a bit of web hosting. Let's sell, um, you know, sell a couple of computers on the side. Let's do some um, a bit of software development. Let's, do, let's build websites. So you end up becoming you know, a, a, a generalist provider who basically doesn't do any. You know, you're not the best at anything and you're not seen to be the best at anything. That is poisonous to your business growth. Right. So did you find yourself um, early on, I know I myself experienced that with Better Edit, well, I was doing translation and transcribing as well as editing, so for me it was a cash flow thing. I did that to get the cash flow going so I could, you know, eventually focus on what I believe was my market, editing and proofreading, which which is what we do only now. Sure. But did you also find yourself doing maybe web hosting early on? You are a web-based business, so... Yeah, we didn't do that kind of thing so much, but we had um, we we had a bunch of services, sort of generic marketing, consulting, web development, and advertising, copywriting, um, and that's fine. But it's pretty hard to get traction if you're a general marketing consultant. Yeah, um, there's so no competitive, no no core skill there, is there? Yeah, that, that, that's right. Um, it, and the problem is that it's very difficult to address the needs of your client base in your advertising, in your website or whatever. And so once you understand who your client is, you can talk specifically about them and their problems and then your solution, appe- you know, it, it appears so much more attractive. Mm. Um, so much more tasty for them, isn't it? Basically, yeah. yeah. And, and end of the day they're pre- prepared to pay a higher price to receive a more specialised and specific and effective solution for them. Okay. So, so where do you see your business uh, going in the future? At the moment, you're, um, you know, worked out what you do and you, you're starting to get quite a lot of good quality leads. And where do you want this to go from here? Well, I guess um, maybe before we move on... Yes. Um, We're I running out of time, that's all. That's <laughs> oh, okay. But keep perhaps going. Perhaps I can segue into that question. But yep. um, the second thing I think is really important is business throughput. And it's very common for a, an entrepreneur to start a business as a technician. In other words, you know, you're a copywriter, so you start a copywriting business. You're, a, you're an IT guy, so you start a system business. And the problem with that is that when more work starts to come in, you tend to be crushed between getting more work and doing more work. So an important step in our business has been for me to get right out of implementation and to build a team of people who can implement uh, the solutions we provide and leave me free to do the business development side and, and, and client management side. So now getting on to your, the question you asked, um, having done that, basically um, we have a... You know, we have a, a fairly full schedule at the moment. It's very scalable. And now it's just a matter of developing the additional lead generation methods uh, that we need to drive more clients and developing uh, 
basically back-end back -end, uh, products and services to uh, keep on providing ongoing services to the clients that we have. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't intend to be massive um, uh, in, in this business anyway. Um, it doesn't have to be a $100 million business, but I believe that um, probably within five years, you know, there's potential to be doing many millions of dollars in sales. Right. Going back to um, what you said about hiring a team to perform the actual business functions while you sort of remove yourself from that aspect, did you have a problem doing that? Because I know as an entrepreneur, one of the biggest hurdles most people face as your business grows is to sort of remove yourself and uh, give responsibility to other people where you know most entrepreneurs are control freaks and they feel like yes. they're the best people who can do the service and they want to have their hand in every pie because they have to control all aspects of their service. Yeah. So did you have problems separating yourself from what you know what you thought was important to for you to manage yourself personally? Um yes and no. It, it, it's a, it's an ongoing process and you know we've got a way to go. Um but it's, for example, in our industry, uh, you know, we have a guy who, who um, is very competent technically. Uh, Chris is our uh, basically in charge of our web development, and he has skills that I just don't know. You know, I, I, I would never clue basically. So, in that situation, it's easy to defer to someone like that. Um, when someone has exactly the same skills as you, for example, a copywriter. It's perhaps more difficult because you you tend to sticky beak or, or you know have your mm -hmm. two cents, but um, it's just a process you have to go through and and um, let go process, le right? Yeah, let go, and if necessary, you can do a bit of QA quality assurance um, before the the product goes to the client. Right. Um, the, the other obstacle is very much a psychological one. Um, supposing you're growing and you have a little bit of profit, and taking on a new staff member might basically eliminate your profit. and It doesn't feel good, does it? <laughs> it doesn't feel good, and you, you often think, oh, well, that's fine, but what happens if we have you know, a couple of bad months and you know, we could be really going backwards, etc. But you just have to take the leap, and normally bringing someone else on frees up your time, gives you more capacity, and the sales come and follow afterwards. It's just a psychological barrier you have to get past. Okay. I guess in the long run, it also turns out to be hopefully a, a very significant benefit to your business when you've got other people doing the work for you. That, that's uh, a nice thing to have as an entrepreneur. So <laughs> when you can oh, rely, sure. rely on people to do their work and, and get it done efficiently, so you can work on what you want to work on. Yeah, and and to I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, fantasize about basically owning the business and having a team of, you know, a team of really dedicated people who are basically making all the money for them. Exactly. Um, That's my dream. Which <laughs> is true to some extent, but in my case, I'd rather, you know, I, I want to continue to be involved in building the team and in basically moving toward the one goal rather than, you know, rather than sort of removing myself at this stage and, right. and you know, um, I think that can make the business stagnate a little bit, um, and um, which is 
not what we want to do at this stage anyway. Fair enough, yeah, it certainly. Depends on your business. Totally depends on your business, of course. Yeah, I mean, the reason why you started your business and why you've uh, you know, stayed on with such passion is because you've enjoyed the actual service aspect as well. So you're sure. in it for the business, not just for the money, which is a bit of a difference. L- later on, you might have a bit of burnout for the actual service you provide and, and move on to something else, but yeah. at the moment, the fire in the belly is quite there. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, just about running out of time for that one. Is I guess if people want to check out more about what you do, your your website, what's the address for that? Uh, the address is marketing-results.com.au. Okay. And we have a, a number of free materials that we give away on the, on the website um, about marketing service businesses and also generating sales leads on the web. So if people want to check that out, please do. Yeah. Okay, that's a pretty good sales pitch for everyone out there. If you <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on another point, if anyone else out there listening to this podcast is interested in being interviewed in a similar manner to this, please do get in touch. Um, again, you can find the, the blog associated at um, entrepreneurs-journey.com. Uh, thanks, Will, for joining us today. Thank you. No problem. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch you again next time. Bye-bye.